Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. have another really fun interview for all of you listeners to hear today. Another person from the world of college tennis. And, you know, most of us in the tennis world right now focused on the pro action in New York, right? Three weeks straight, Western and Southern Open, followed by the U.S. Open. We've all missed seeing pro tour tennis for these past five months. And, of course, we are all now going to be locked in on all the action there, but it's worth remembering what an interesting place college tennis is in right now, and of course, you know, you look at some of the larger trends happening across the country, most notably the Big Ten, the Pac-12, announcing that they're going to be canceling fall sports for the 2020-2021 academic year, and of course, for so many of these athletic departments, if there's no football, uh, there's no revenue to do all the other things you do in a college athletic department, no money for sports like tennis. And so you wonder what is going to happen for so many of these schools across the country. Of course, we've all been devastated by seeing how many programs have made that decision to cancel uh, their men's college tennis team, their women's college tennis team. And, you know, of course, that is something we will continue to monitor here at Cracked Rackets and we will forever be proponents of college tennis, the opportunity it provides so many athletes, not just from this country, but across the globe there. You know, the tennis community should feel a stake in college tennis because it really is a pathway for so many tennis players and who don't, you know, who aren't able to live out their pro aspirations, but who can then go get a college degree, use their uh, tennis abilities for something productive to help better themselves, become more, you know, more well-rounded people both on and off the court. Needless to say big fan of college tennis here and of course it's always something we will be monitoring here at Cracked Rackets. It's also the reason why we have such a fantastic episode for all of you listeners today as I am joined by in my opinion one of the top if not the top women's college tennis player over the past four years. She's been a multi-time All-American. She's helped lead her team to multiple team successes on the court as well. Of course I am talking about UNC All-American Sarah Davatilla who joins the show today to talk about her time in Chapel Hill, what it's taken to build, you know, such a powerhouse culture, such a perennial contender uh, down in the ACC. And of course, I ask her what it's like to, you know, spend four years with such a talented class herself, McKenna Jones, Alexa Graham, doing so much winning during their time together. And for those of you who followed this women's college tennis season, they were in the midst of arguably 
maybe, if not the most special women's college tennis season of the 21st century, one of, and, you know, there have been some really, really talented teams over the years. You think about the the Stanford teams with Nicole Gibbs and Melody Burdett, and, you know, you can go on and on and on. Some of the Florida teams we've seen, I, I mentioned Stanford, some of the Georgia teams we've seen as well, uh, but certainly this year's UNC team could compete with any women's college tennis team from throughout women's college tennis's illustrious history. They were that good. They were undefeated steamrolling everybody, winners of the national indoor event, which I actually had the privilege of calling myself. And, you know, I get to talk to Sarah about what it's like to be on a team like that, how high a level of competition is the practice, what allows a team to reach that juggernaut status, you know, because there are a lot of really good teams around the country. There are a few great teams and whatever it is, UNC has cracked the code to be great this year. And you just, you know, that's, that's special. That's not something you see every season so of course I wanted to explore that and then ask her how some you know how a team that's having that much success handles hearing an announcement like the fact that the season's going to be canceled and for Sarah Davatilla how her McKenna Jones Alexa Graham came to the decision that they would be coming back for a fifth year that extra year of eligibility granted by the NCAA uh, it's it's a fascinating conversation and there are a few people who are more thoughtful more kind and just loving uh, than Sarah Davatilla So I think you're all really going to enjoy this podcast. Of course, the reason we are able to have these sorts of exceptional conversations here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is because of the support we get from our sponsors at Midwest Sports and Aerobar. And you know the deal, folks. In order to succeed on the tennis court, you got to look good, you got to feel good, and then you're going to play good. Well, that's where our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar come in. Midwest Sports providing any sort of piece of tennis equipment you might need shorts shoes uh you know hats shirts uh you want it they've got it and more they've also got the newest rackets the newest strings newest grips available for all of uh you tennis fans tennis players out there and you know maybe you don't know exactly what you need maybe you don't know what tension best suits your game at this point well rest assured the well-trained staff at midwest sports are intimately familiar with all of their equipment and can help you find that perfect racket perfect shoe or perfect piece of clothing that is sure to get the most out of your game, just go to MidwestSports.com. Use our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off your order. You're going to get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls ready for you. You'll also let them know that we sent you there. So go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Now you look good. You take care of your nutrition using our friends at Aerobar. You're going to feel good and then I guarantee you're going to play good. And at Aerobar, it's the only tennis-specific energy bar in the business. More potassium than a banana, delicious cinnamon, honey, oat, and chocolate chip flavors, and just more importantly, it's the right sort of ingredient you need. And I'm going to be honest, I am not a guy who can eat a heavy breakfast. I bloat easily, and when you're feeling bloated, it's just not a good podcast feeling. You've heard me before struggle with the acid reflex. It's real, folks. And guess what? A good omelet, which is, I love brunch. It's such an oxymoron on for me too because I really I would say probably my favorite style of meal I mean you can put anything in an omelet and I'll eat it I'm just that fan of the omelet as the vessel for a breakfast selection nevertheless you can't be doing that every day sometimes you need to be light on your feet sometimes you need to be agile sometimes you just need that energy boost you know is going to start your day the right way and that's where our friends at Aerobar come in it's again the only tennis specific energy bar out there you can go order yourself up some by using uh by going to their website aerobar.com 
Use our promo code CRACKED15. You'll get 15% off your order as well. It's just a win all the way around. And by the way, you can also support them. And by doing so, you'll continue to support our Getting to the Point episodes where we focus on the importance of nutrition and health in the modern tennis game. You know, we've had guests such as Bjorn Fertangelo, Jay Berger, Michael Russell, Lauren Embry, Malve Washington, uh, Malavia, excuse me, Washington, and so many more. It's been such a great time with our friends from Aerobar. The way you can continue to support those episodes, go to aerobar.com, buy yourself some bars, use our promo code CRACKED15 as well. But all right, with that in mind, someone who's always looking good, feeling good, and therefore playing good, our guest on today's show, multi-time All-American from the University of North Carolina, Sarah Davatilla. With that, let's get to that conversation right now. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Joining us on the podcast today, she has been one of the most successful players in the Division I women's college tennis game throughout her four years in college. She's a two-time NCAA singles quarterfinalist, the 2019 ITA Fall National Champion in singles, and now a five-time All-American after she earned the distinction in both singles and doubles during the 2020 season. It's UNC's Sarah Davatilla. Sarah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? And congratulations, by the way. That is one heck of a resume. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. It is our pleasure. And, you know, obviously, we'll get into the 2020 season ending the way it did. But let's just start with there. Five-time All-American. What does that mean to you? I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize it was five. Um, <laughs> well, it's just, it's so special. I mean, to receive any accolade is really special to me. But All-American is definitely an honor because I think it's one of the highest accolades you can receive um so I'm really just honored yeah and I know again this season did not end the way that you anticipated nor the way you probably were hoping for but is there any solace in knowing when you look back at the 2020 season yes you got you know you were national indoor champions and you can look back and say you were an all-american in both singles and doubles yeah I'm I'm very happy that they um they just ITA decided to still give out the accolades because I mean, even though half of our season was canceled, I mean, you still had to look at the first half and what we all accomplished and be proud of that. Yeah, I mean, you guys were obviously so incredible, and I want to get into that 2020 season you were having down in Chapel Hill, but uh, let's start with, you know, the stuff first, get it out of the way, I suppose. Uh, You know, where were you when you found out that the season was going to be canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic, I believe, on spring break? And, you know, what was it like for you to hear that news, particularly as a senior who was in the midst of, you know, a special season at UNC? Well, we were in the Bahamas, so not a bad place to be. <laughs> um, I was just very happy that we were all together and um, that we all happened to be there at the time. Obviously, it was devastating uh, to hear the news. We were all sitting in the um, 
we were all sitting around in the hotel by the pool and to hear that was obviously just it was really sad but I'm looking back I'm just I'm thankful we were all there together and we were we could be there for each other you know to take it all in um it was obviously a very rocky like two days of emotions because finding out the next day that we could potentially be eligible to play another season I mean it was just a complete turnaround and (laughs) it was an unforgettable trip to say the least (laughs) Yeah, talk about highs and lows. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, you know, on, on that day, is it something where it's like, and then you're in the Bahamas, but his coach like, look, we're not practicing. Like, that's just not going to happen today. And is it something where he's telling you seniors first, because I know there's a good group of you on the team. Is it something where you're all finding out on Twitter? You're, you know, because at that point, we're all looking to hear different tidbits of information you know how do you process all that and what's it like for you you know getting back home and trying to figure out am I going back to Michigan am I staying in Chapel Hill and then to have you know thrown on top of all that or am I going to come back for a fifth year to add it all in you know how strenuous stressful all the adjectives you can throw in was that sequence for you I mean I was I was shocked a lot of the times like I just I couldn't believe what was happening I couldn't believe we were done and then I couldn't believe we were coming back and then I couldn't believe that I had to start figuring out my plans for next year so it was just it was obviously a lot um to take in we all found out like we were all looking on at Twitter like you said um to see it like to hear any word um because we were we were all just waiting and I remember we found out a bunch of things were canceling um through Twitter um, but no, when I got, when I got home, I mean, there was no, there was no question. I, I, I mean, I, I talked to McKenna and Alexa, my fellow seniors, we were the first ones were like, as soon as we found out we had, we had eligibility, we we're like, we're going back, aren't we? And we're like, oh, heck yeah, we are. Um, and then of course my, my family couldn't be more, more happy for me. And they're like, oh, I, I don't blame you Chapel Hill. You love that place and it's your home. So everyone was really, um, supportive and that it was it wasn't much of a decision to make mm-hmm. well you referenced it there was the call immediately to McKenna to Alexa and like hey we're either all going back or none of us are going back was it a you know a group think sort of effort well we were actually all in the pool in the Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> it was like as soon as we found out we were eligible we McKenna like the, the great person she is she's she's like all right I'm looking for places for us to live next year <laughs> It was kind of just an immediate thing. Like, we, none of us, I don't think, really even, um, like, considered uh, the decision, like, with much weight. We're all just, we were, I think, immediately, we're all just, like, we're coming back. Um, <laughs> and so it was just really exciting for us all to be there. And our my other teammates were there in the pool with us. We were screaming, and everyone was looking at us. And they were probably like, what is going on, you know? But we were just so excited. And I think all of us really just wanted to play another year for Carolina. Mm-hmm. that's going to be a scary team for sure but in terms of the why you want to play for Carolina is it a tennis thing is it an unfinished business is it the off the court stuff just living in Chapel Hill what is it about the college tennis experience that calls you back I mean for me Car- Carolina has been my second home for four years um I, I now that I'm back home in Michigan I like I get homesick every now and then for my Chapel Hill home because um, <laughs> it's just so it's still an adjustment you know being back here um but no, I mean, it's the coaches, it's my teammates, it's the fans, just just the place of Chapel Hill. Um, it really, it really has become my home, and it's just such a special place. You're a west side of the state, right? For Michigan. 
I'm like, if you're looking at the glove, I'm like mm-hmm. almost in the middle. Where it, I'm in, I, I'm in Lansing, so like you know where. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. I'm southeast Michigan suburbs of Detroit, oh, okay. sort of guy. Yeah, gotcha. so um, yeah, that I, I can see. There's a big difference between that and Chapel Hill. I guess they're both equally farmy to a point, um, but you know, Chapel Hill is that wrong? It's not equally farmy. Well, I mean, it was of all the places that I visited, it felt most like my home back here in Michigan because um, mm-hmm. I live more like in the country like I lo- like the trees like it just it just mm-hmm. something about it just felt like home and like part of coming back was obviously like our season was cut short and I yeah th- I, I thought we had a very promising end to it and like what we could achieve and I thought there was some unfinished business but it goes it goes way beyond that to just I love college tennis and my mom has always told me she's just life life after college, like, like real life will always be there and to just enjoy every moment you have playing college tennis. So the opportunity to get another year, I mean, I of course had to take it. Yeah, no, a smart decision. And I said farmy loving about Lansing, by the way, there's no (laughs) Southeast Michigan Lansing rivalry. Uh, Not a thing. We all love each other in Michigan, but um, yeah, but um, no, to, to your point, because from a tennis perspective, given all of the success you've had and, you know, you're winning championships in individual events, you're making the quarterfinals of the NCAAs. Certainly if you wanted to go pursue professional tennis, you're probably ready to do just that. I'm curious, just, you know, winning a national title at North Carolina because let's be honest you guys were the prohibitive favorites to do so this year and I got the fortune of being at the national indoors where you swept through the field and you were 18 and 0 as a team how much just simply put is winning a national title for North Carolina a motivating factor for you know you and your fellow seniors to come back because certainly you'll be in a position to compete for it if you do yeah I mean it's escaped us for four years for three years and um (laughs) it's definitely something that's motivating us, but I mean, that's not, it's, it, it is just one tournament and as much as it is motivating and how we want to bring that back to Chapel Hill. I mean, it's the whole journey we get like that we're on, you know, it's every match that we get to compete together. And for me, it's just to come back and play a whole nother season. And I mean, there's so many more matches than just obviously the NCAA tournament, you know, and it's just the whole journey of getting there that I find so special, but to bring that trophy home back to Chapel Hill would be a great way to cap off my college career, no doubt. Yeah, a deserved way for sure. And for you guys, 18-0 this year, running through the national indoors, I know you had won a national indoor title and I think made the finals in all three of your years. But to win that title this year, to be 18-0, how fun was that ride this 2020 season? How enjoyable is it? I mean, this sounds like an obvious question, but to be that good has got to be really fun. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was, we, we just had a great time. It was so fun. Um, I don't know if you could tell that like playing doubles, I playing doubles with Alexa and just the camaraderie, like on our team and how much we all just care and love each other and how we want to do, we want, we want to win together. I think really made this year special than years in the past. I mean, obviously each, each time you win or you get to the finals is special in its own way, but this year was particularly special just because we were all just having a blast and enjoying being around each other and competing. Mm-hmm. How, how high was the level of competition in practice? I mean, it's, it, it's pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> we have coach does a great job of mixing in competitive um, practices with still, while still making it fun. Um, Cause I think it, it was big for us to like 
push each other and try to make each other better, but still enjoy it because um, having fun and like enjoying the process and enjoying our practice is a big reason why I play tennis and a big reason of what makes us love it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for your roster, again, yourself, Alexa, Cam, all top 10 ranked players. And then, of course, you've got Elizabeth Scotty, McKenna, Ali Sanford, and even you can go down to Casey and Annika. It's, you know, eight, nine, 10 deep on the roster this year as one of the senior leaders who, you know, you could have a justified claim to playing number one singles this year. Um, but how, how hard was it? You know, how do you guys balance, you know, being competitive, getting the best out of one another and while also putting, you know, the lineup this decisions and those sorts of things aside to, as you mentioned, have the sort of camaraderie, the chemistry you all do on court. Yeah, I think it just starts from like, we, we want to do well, we want to win and whatever is best for the team, you know, you have to put the team first. And I think everyone on our roster, all of my teammates, we all wanted what's best for the team. And we knew that was either pushing each other in practice, you know, because it's, it's an honor to play in the lineup, especially as you mentioned, like when you have a when you have a deeper team. So to make the lineup and be able to play and like represent your team is something is a privilege in itself. Um, and I think we all we all understood that this year, and that just made us even better to push each other and work even harder. Mm-hmm. That 4-3 match you guys played at Florida State, you played doubles, did not play the singles. How much more difficult is it to watch your team in a close match than it is to be playing that close match? so much harder so much harder I remember because I was I was I got really sick the night before um I was actually sick most of that that whole trip I think and I was like coach I think I can play doubles like I, I think I can do it he's like okay like if, if like I trust you whatever you whatever you think and I went in for doubles and um we I think I, I don't remember if we won or lost but I remember just didn't I didn't feel as well playing singles and I was like like and whatever he put you know he's like okay that's okay like we can do it and um I remember just sitting up there watching it was cold it was windy it's so <laughs> windy and I'm sitting up there and it was like covered in a blanket just so nervous <laughs> we had our trainer there and I was just sitting there like whole like literally like shaking just like cheering as loud as I could because that's all I could do at the time and I was like oh I wish I was playing right now <laughs> because it's so much harder to watch Uh, No, it's brutal, especially in that match. And I don't know her, but I'm going to affectionately refer to her as Cam. For Cam to win it 9-7 in a third set breaker. I mean, that's that's the drama. Like, that's that's it's all in. Yeah, she was trying. She was just trying to make me more nervous. She was just seeing how far I could go. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, it, no, it did a job, and that speaks to the depth you guys had. And you know, again, for you in particular, you're, you're playing with you know ne- your matches next to Alexa. You're playing doubles with Alexa. How fun is that? I mean, I'm sure you know, like any, I always say doubles, like any relationship, is a serious relationship. There's got to be a physical aspect. There's a, you know the emotional aspects, of course. But you know, how, for you to get to play next to her, to play with her as well, how fun is that for you on the top two courts? Oh, it's so fun. I mean, we're ve- we're very close, especially like coming in together and having like this Carolina experience together. We're such best friends off the court, and to be able to play next to her. And as you know, she's 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 a feisty one on court, so it gets me it gets me really it gets I laugh a lot at her, and it gets me really excited. And then to play doubles with her, we just have a blast. We have so much fun and constantly joking around, and we just we just love it. 
Yeah, so uh, to that point, I got to be at the National Indoors. I got to do the play-by-play calling, and, you know, you guys were playing all of your matches on stadium courts, so I got to call all of the one-doubles matches, and then got to watch mostly you and Alexa on those front two courts. And, yes, to your point, no, in doubles. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so I've seen it in person. The— it's not a contrast of personality. That's not fair. But I guess it's a contrast in the way you guys show your competitive spirits, maybe. And, you know, I have Alexa's grunt, and I'm not going to do it, but I have it locked <laughs> in my head. I remember it, you know, uh, verbatim. And oh, me too. Yeah, exactly. Then for you, it's just a lot of smiles. And then while you're smiling, you'll, you know, hit the lob over their heads or you'll blast a <laughs> forehand through them. You know, why does the contrast in personality and style play? It does seem to work. Yeah, you know, no one really knows how. <laughs> I think everyone's a little baffled how two singles players are playing one double. Um, but no, it seems it does seem to work, and I think it's just a mixture of us. Just we get we get along. Our chemistry is so well on the court, and we know that like whatever our partner is doing, like we trust each other, and we're we're gonna tr- we're gonna try our best, you know, and. I think we just, we just enjoy it and we, we kind of just do our, we do our own thing in a way. Obviously we have a little different game styles and we both just try to bring what we do best to the table. And it, you know, it's, it was working. It was working. No, no, without a doubt. Although I was going to say, be honest. And we had Alexa on the pod, so I don't mind asking this. I would ask her this as well. I think I might've, when you're laughing, are you laughing with her or are you laughing a little bit at her as well? Because it's a lot of laughter. It is a lot of laughter. It is probably both. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the stuff, like, we have, we have a lot of camaraderie, either, like, in doubles or, like, when we're playing next to each other in singles. And it could be completely not related to tennis at all. <laughs> and that's just, like, that's just part of the fun. And sometimes it's me laughing at her at some of the stuff she does, and she takes it. And then part of it <laughs> us laughing together at something funny that we were just talking about that was probably not tennis-related. Yeah. No, it's no, a delightful yeah. duo. There's no denying that. And, you know, for the two of you, and you throw McKenna, obviously, in there as well, to be seniors now, because all three of you have had success throughout your time at UNC. You've been in the lineup. You've been contributors to some great teams. But how does the role the three of you played this year as the three senior leaders in, you know, on the number one team in the country, how does that role compare to being, you know, a freshman, a sophomore, and, you know, just enjoying the innocence of it all, playing with nothing? to lose yeah I mean it's definitely different uh, I remember coming in as a freshman and like I, I know a lot of um, their experiences I probably experienced myself so it's just nice knowing that I've, I've went through that and being telling them that I'm there if you know if you have any questions or you need any help because I probably went through a lot of the similar similar situation situations you know um, so it's definitely a different role but I really enjoyed it and like being stepping up and like trying to be a leader more of a leader for our team um Mm -hmm. in my own way and it's it's really it's really been a lot of fun and it's been a great it's been a great challenge for me Mm -hmm. what's more enjoyable being that careless freshman or being the senior with a little bit more responsibility um I think (laughs) probably probably just being the senior just knowing that like I've been there (laughs) And that, I mean, I, I just remember going in every experience was so new and just knowing I've been around the block a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. But even going in as a freshman, like we, we, we all had our responsibilities to our team, you know, from the very beginning. So I think as you learn, as you, as you um, grow up through Carolina, 
that you you just have more and more responsibilities and you're ready to take those on because you experienced that when you first got there. Mm -hmm. And for you, someone who I think you have the ninth best winning percentage might be a little bit better than that in Carolina program history. The tennis has always been there for you, but you know, what's been more valuable during your time in college, the development on the court or the development off the court? Because I'm sure there was a time when you considered maybe turning pro right away or turning pro after maybe just one year or two. What is it about the college experience that's most valuable to you? I matured, I matured a lot um, off the court, so I would definitely say um, off the court was a bit more of a contributor than my actual tennis was, even though I do think I made a lot of improvements during my college career, uh, th thanks to my coaches and my teammates. Um, but I just, I think college tennis, you learn more of a, a sense of responsibility. I mean, I, that was my first time really being out on my own, having to take care of to take care of myself and um, set my schedules and everything and I think I just I grew up a lot and I you realize what's really important um, in life and it's not just tennis so mm -hmm. I definitely grew up a lot yeah, and on the flip side of that, um, you know, to focus just on the tennis portion because you see so many players go directly from the highest levels of college tennis to having success at the 10K, the 25K, 75K level on the WTA Tour. You know, how do you think your game has progressed in college? How do you think, you know, the highest levels of college tennis compare to that level of the pro circuit? And do you think your game is at a point where you are ready to play pro tennis? I know that's a big three-parter, but we'll go for it. <laughs> um, I do think I do think it's similar in the ways that um, it's it's competitive. Um, everyone's everyone that you play in college is is going to be a good player, um, especially when you're when you're playing at like a tough conference like the ACC conference, and you're playing schools that are top in the country. Um, I think it I think it lines up well. Um, I've enjoyed the pro tournaments that I've played, and I've kind of dipped my toes into that area. And I'm excited to experiment with that after college. Um, but I'm just, I'm just trying to keep getting better and keep preparing myself um, for the pro circuit life. Mm -hmm. And how has been? Cause I'm, I don't know how if you trained in Michigan full time, if you lived there, if you did other things. But switch, you know, in Michigan, you're playing nine months of the year indoors, maybe a little bit less than that. Has it been nice for you to get just just get way, I guess, a higher quantity of outdoor reps? Yeah, no question. I've I I have grew up playing in Michigan in the Midwest tournaments. I didn't go a lot. I didn't do much um, outside in the South except for uh, Michigan Midwest here in the summer. So it definitely has been nice. It's been an adjustment to play outdoors more. Um, but I'm definitely I'm very happy. Carolina has a indoor season because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love I love indoor tennis. But I've definitely I've enjoyed playing outdoors more and I've made adjustments and even um, improve my game to help um, adapt to outdoor tennis. Mm -hmm. Well, you talk about indoor tennis. Let's switch gears back to that national indoor title run your team had this year. And again, it was such an impressive performance. Uh, you look at the way you guys sort of, you know, I'll say it affectionately, you steamrolled through the competition. You really did. And it was so impressive, you know, 4-1 through your first two matches, 4-0 semis Duke, 4-0 semis versus UCLA. And yes, those matches were closer than those 4-0 score line reflects. But you've played on some very good teams. I think last year's team went 33-2. and you know, national indoor finals, NCAA semifinals. Was there a difference with this team? Was this team, you know, a special group? Did you think you guys could, you know, compete, win a national championship this year? 
I mean, yes, I think I think each year is a special group in its own way. I think each um, each year when you have new players and older players leave, you know, you you try to create your own um, a new identity, and we seem to do that every time we go to national indoors, and that's usually where um, where we do it. And this year, I mean, it's a, it's a special group as any other year I've been on, but I mean, I was excited as like you said, being a being a leader, being a senior on the team, it being my last year it did feel a little different than years in the past. And um, I was very excited to compete for the title. And I was very confident going into the rest of the season with how we had progressed as a team and our, the identity we had created, you know, beginning at national indoors. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully next year, hopefully next year we come out and um, we create a new identity and we come back even stronger. I'm going to give a counterpoint. You can keep the same identity. It's fine. <laughs> 18 and 0, that's a good identity to have. I like <laughs> that's that. That's not well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe find some room, I suppose, for the new freshman. But other than that, uh, keep yeah. rocking and rolling. And yeah, I mean, because I, I, I would hate to ask you to compare teams. I'm sure you don't want to do it. But just on paper, I mean, again, it was a stacked roster. And so, you know, you've played an NCAA semifinal, a close match. You've played, again, national indoor finals as well. Did it feel like this team with the combination of experience and talent, you know, I feel like that experience was really starting to show, you know, the fact that you were all seniors uh, competing in the lineup at such a high level that had to have helped, you know, your confidence, even going into that UCLA match, uh, knowing you were going to play a tough match against Abby, just being able to find four points on the board, additional comfort maybe this year, as opposed to years past. Yeah, I think we had um, knowing that I've we've been in situations like this, like you said, we've we've competed on some great teams that we've been lucky to be a part of, and we've had some great runs in the past. And I think just knowing that we've been there before gave us extra confidence going into that match, and maybe like made us relax a little bit more um, and play a little more freely. Mm-hmm. And sure. you know. For you, I, having played, uh, I think it was the 4-3 match you guys played against Georgia in last year's title run, and that was a match you won, I think, 3-6, 7-6, 7-6 to get it back to 3-all, and then they clinched 4-3. Uh, you know, what are playing in those moments like? And even though you guys came short in last year's final, how do those moments prepare you for, you know, say this year's final when you guys come out guns blazing? I mean, I think any matches like that, like that three-all match, um, and we wound up losing to Georgia. I mean, they played a very competitive match, and they outcompeted us that day. But I thought that really brought us together. I think that's what I think that's what college tennis is all about. I mean, you, I live for those three-all matches and the the tight grinds and everything, and that's what makes it so fun. And I think whether you're you lose a match, a devastating loss like that in the finals, that brings you together and we came out this year and you just, we just competed our hearts out and we gave it all we had. And whether we had won or lost, I think it would have brought us together as a team and we would have been better for it either way. Obviously mm-hmm. happy. We <laughs> happy. We, <laughs> happy we got it this year. Um, thrilled we got it this year, but I think either way it would have brought us together. Mm-hmm. You talk about that college tennis environment. Last year, they changed the format. The NCAA round of 16 ended up being a home match for the higher seed. Now, you know, I don't imagine 
imagine there's ever going to be a scenario where your team's not going to be the home seed for that round of 16 match. But what did you think about that format, the idea of playing an extra match in front of a home crowd as opposed to as an, at a neutral site? Does, you know, Even as a road team, is playing in a home environment, getting that home crowd feeling, does that make a college tennis match? That's what makes a college tennis match, I guess, special, right? For sure, especially with our – we have an amazing fan base um, who are, who will come out rain or shine just very supportive and obviously it's an it's a little extra edge to have people that love you that surrounded that are rooting for you surrounding surrounding you um and it definitely it definitely helps for sure Mm -hmm. do you rub it into the men's team at all that you guys took home the title and were undefeated while they had that (laughs) loss on their resume (laughs) no we don't really go there That's too personal. <laughs> they, they don't need to, we don't need to rub it in. They know. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I mean, having the two full-fledged succeeding programs, right? That just adds to the competitive atmosphere at, around Carolina tennis, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 really special, and we're we're lucky to have such successful um, programs here, and it's just great because we see each other, you know, every day at practice and have that confidence and knowing that everyone's working hard and pushing each other and um, just everyone to get better because we want we want both programs to succeed Mm -hmm. no definitely well with that in mind then I actually want to ask you some questions about your teammates and have some fun before we wrap today's pod with a little rapid fire session more rapid in the sense that I'm going to ask a bunch of questions at you although I think you've realized that by now but you know however long you want to take with your answers you know some will be about your teammates some will be about what you're doing in quarantine that work for you go for it let's do it all right let's hit the rapid fire Westoff give me a sound effect please all right, let's start with your teammates. Uh, during your time at Carolina, who is your favorite uh, teammate to practice with? Probably Cameron. Yeah, just great we, ball, matches up we well. Just, we just ripped the ball, just flat. <laughs> she hits the ball so hard, and it's just so fun to just go out there. And just You can try to hit harder <laughs> and match it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds fun. All right, who is, uh, who's got the messiest tennis bag? Who's the player with the ripe banana at the bottom? Oh, boy. Probably, probably Soph, Sophia. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite to go out with? To go out with? Probably Allie. <laughs> All right, who's <laughs> the player, the teammate in practice that, and again, this is not to speak to their character during matches, but just in practice, they want to get under your skin, so they're going to start hooking you. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, I would say Lex. <laughs> you know what's funny is we did a pod with her. She nominated herself as well. She yeah, said, no way. Yeah, she said I would be me. I would be the one who does that. So <laughs> it would little, just uh, it would be it would just be for jokes. It was just trying to get us into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you guys doing team zooms to stay in touch right now? We are. We do on every two weeks. So we at starting. Uh, I think the next one's tomorrow. So it's a lot of fun. All right, last teammate-related question to you. Who is the teammate on Zoom that you wish you could mute? Probably Alexa. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. Throw her under the bus. I'm in. Um, I mean, right. she, she, she knows. She knows. <laughs> yeah. talk. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing, but, you know, 
Yeah. No, that, I think that's fair. Um, all right. <laughs> it's it's before a match for you, and you have the option. What are you going to choose pre-match? Are you going to go with, and I, I want to get this right, so uh-huh. the extra whip frappuccino, or are you going to go with the full plate of French toast? Oh, my gosh. How do you know this about me? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably full plate of French toast. Which is, by the way, just it speaks to it's an incredible accomplishment. Like I would be, I'd be on the court, I'd be on the side, just rolling over. <laughs> it's funny because Alexa, when I was um, in the beginning, I remember freshman year coming in, and we have a we go to Cafe Carolina. It's kind of a tradition before matches, and I would get French toast, and she was shocked. She couldn't believe it. She's like, "How are you not going to get sick?" And I was like, "I, I don't know." <laughs> we're just made a little different no i yeah. i agree it's a michigan thing um no, I, <laughs> both good choices by the way the frappuccino you need the extra caramel and the extra whip for sure maybe post-match yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly that's the cel- that's the celebratory post-match drink uh-huh. to stay alive yeah i like that that works um all right uh i'm curious because you know we're all in quarantine right now are there any new quarantine hobbies in your life that you want to tell us about um not much new. I mean, we're renovating our house right now, so I'm doing a lot of painting, um, just like a lot of just general painting. Um, so, but I, I used to do that before I left for college anyways, but because my mom, I swear, it's uh, I come home and something's always different. So there's always <laughs> painting. There's always painting being done. So I'm doing a lot of painting right now. <laughs> Carolina blue? Oh, I, no, when I trans when I went to Carolina, my mom painted. I swear, my mom painted our kitchen Carolina blue because that's how <laughs> that's how invested she was. But no, a lot of different colors right now. No, that's uh, that's still fun. I'm. When was the longest? You know, for you, I'm sure you're still trying to train a little bit right now. But when was the longest you went this sort of stretch without you know competing or thinking about tennis competition? Oh wow. Um. I can't remember. I mean, probably like, yeah, no, probably a month or two is the longest. I've been fortunate that I get to play. We have a court here and my sisters play tennis. So I'm fortunate enough to be able to train right now. But it's been a while since I've had this long of a break of competing. Right, especially because tennis is a year-round sport. And so if you're playing at a high level, you're going tournament to tournament or whatever. It may be training session to training session. Has it been nice for you? I know you you know, you know, have the courts, so you're still training a little bit. But to get away from all of that? For sure. I mean, obviously it's a very difficult time right now, but I'm trying to take the positive out of every situation and I've enjoyed um, being home with my family. I have five younger siblings and two of them are going off to college this year. So we're just enjoying this last summer that we all can be together before we go um, back to school in the fall, hopefully. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's awesome. Well, then my last question, what is the thing you are looking forward to most to hopefully returning to uh, Chapel Hill in the fall? Uh, I'm very excited to move in with Alexa and McKenna and Bryn and my other friend Bryn. And yeah, I'm just very excited to be living in an apartment with them and to get back to my teammates. First time living with them? First time living with them. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Wow. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Was it even like a freshman roommate thing? Because, right, that's like college teammates, they do that? Roommates? Uh, we actually don't do it. We, um, we, we room with usually another sport. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, aside from tennis, but we, as uh, it's, it's in the, I just remember in the Bahamas, we're like, so we're all living together our senior year, our last <laughs> year, right? I keep thinking we're seniors. I was like, no, fifth year senior, Sarah. Um, but yeah, no, we're like, oh, like, let's do it. Like, this would be a blast. And so I'm just, I'm really excited to get back to them and move in. 
Mm-hmm. All right, bonus question. It's a pregame. You're going out. What's the dance move you're whipping out? Because word on the street is you've got quite a few. Oh gosh, I mean, I don't I don't know what it's called, but it would probably. <laughs> I, I, I kind of just do my own thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I I definitely have one in mind, but I don't think it has a name. Yeah, that's perfect. We'll have to get a video from you for a demonstration that <laughs> we can release. That, with but... The... Yeah, but uh, Sarah, again, congratulations to you on being named an All-American in both singles and doubles. It really was such a pleasure to get to see your team compete this year, both at the National Indoors and just throughout the season. Good luck to you. Hope you and you know your family stay safe and healthy, and we look forward to seeing you compete in 2021. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Take care. You too. Bye. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with multi-time UNC All-American National Indoor Champion Sarah Davatilla. And again, it was such an, uh, such an immense privilege for me to get to watch that team in action. The Tar Heels, to get to call them in that National Indoor Final. I have watched a lot of college tennis in my years. I don't think I've ever seen a team dominate a performance steamroll. Well, the truth is I have seen teams dominate and steamroll their way through National Indoors titles or any. NCAA championships like that before, but they're only the single most special teams in college tennis history. The, you know, the Virginia men, the prime Stanford women, there were a couple really good Florida teams, uh, of course, and then obviously the USC teams of Stevie J, of, uh, you know, Daniel Wynn, some of the steamrolling they did through national titles. Uh, But this team belongs in that category, elite of the elite, and certainly one of the top three, five, you know, at worst teams of the 21st century. And so really appreciate Sarah taking the time to chat with me about that, about the decision-making her and her teammates went through in choosing to come back to school. It was just, it was a really fun conversation. So I appreciate her joining me. And of course, if you want to hear more from people like Sarah, high-level college tennis players who have obviously critical decisions to make about whether they want to come back or not, check out some of the podcasts we did from throughout, uh, you know, these past five months, People like Michaela Gordon, Jada Hart, Andrew Fenty, Sam Riffis, Oliver Crawford, uh, you know, people who elected to stay, but people who also elected to leave as well. Oh, Ashley Leahy, Alexa Graham, Brian Cernock. You know, the list can go on and on and on. So many great conversations from across the college tennis world, of course. We've had a lot of college tennis coaches on as well. Ross Wilson, Billy Pate, Ashley Fisher, Trip Phillips. If you missed any of those, you can find them all on the Cracked Interviews podcast. And, you know, of course, as I mentioned at the top, we are all as a tennis community getting amped up for the three-week bubble in New York, Cincinnati, I should say Western and Southern, followed by the U.S. Open. 
if you need to check, you know, catch up on all the action. You want to be as prepared as possible. Maybe you want to take advantage of all the action on DraftKings and you just, you know, you listen to these podcasts as a little bit of research or just you hear what I say and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Whatever it may be, be sure to stay up to date with all of our content on our website, CrackedRackets.com. This podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interview, uh, this is The Cracked Interviews Podcast, so this podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, The Mini Break Podcast, Inside Out Podcast, of course, you can listen to all of them and we please ask, like, rate, subscribe, review, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And again, you can find all of our content, articles, everything, all of the above by going to our website, CrackedRackets.com. The more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you can find us at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. Shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they do day in, day out in making all of this content possible. Shout out as well to all of our Patreon subscribers for your continued support. It means the world to us. Seriously, we wouldn't be able to make it happen without that support, without the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar as well. So shout out to all of you for that continued support. But with that being said, again, three weeks in New York. We are ready to rock and roll. Hopefully, you Cracked fans will be joining along with us. So, for our wonderful guests, UNC All-American Sarah Davatella, our super producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I am your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.